Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I have to confess, I've got a really lovely, beautiful woman from Estonia. And I have to put my hands up and say that I found it very difficult to pronounce her name when we had a bit of a giggle off air about how I was mispronouncing it. So I will attempt to pronounce and introduce Kiri Kiki Ludha. Is, is that anywhere close? <laughs> Um, the beginning was better, yes. Hello everyone. Um, I am Kairi Kirke Luhar and this is the exercise to do at home afterwards <laughs> with my name to pronounce it. Yes, yeah, this is how, how the right pronunciation of my name is. is okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Kairi. Uh, Kairi is a leadership mentor for CEOs and visionaries and executives and leaders and a business consciousness coach. So a very long title there. Yeah, um, it's actually all goes uh, very well together. It's, um, it's, uh, it's a title that has to be what it is and it represents exactly what I do and who I am. So I think it's accurate. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I think we come up with a really fascinating subject, which I don't think we've covered before on any of our previous episodes, and that is um, getting out of survival and into your power. And, you know, how relevant this is to not only just relationships, but all areas of your life. So what led you to actually, I suppose, get into this as an area for you to study and um, help and support people around, Kiri? Yeah, it's um, to be to be honest. One way I'm always been this way. Like I, one one from one perspective, I've always been this way. Like I I knew and I saw the world in a very specific way. And um, already from the age of five, I remember episodes of me remem- remembering and understanding that. Um, oh, I see people like they are acting in a certain way, but it doesn't match what they are saying they are about to do. Like this was my five-year-old translating it into her ability of language at the time. And uh, I always knew from a very early age that I own my life. Like when I will be grown up, like I will own my life, I will be totally in my power. That This was not in the level of words that I knew that, but it was on a level of understanding and knowing it. Mm. it. It might sound like bizarre, but I was a very specific state in me, state of, state of how I was. The feeling was such a strong one. I just knew, like, this is how it's going to be. So everything else has been just, um, yeah, the pieces coming together in a practical, this 3D world. And 
starting to show up as my life. So there wasn't any specific time in your life where you had to, you know, you, you felt like you was in survival mode and, and there was a defining moment where you felt like you, you overcame that adversity and stepped into your power then. It was just a, a knowing from a young age. Is that what you're saying? Oh, uh, oh there totally was moments of survival because um, even though you know it, I didn't see anything reflected back to me from the outside world what I knew. So for me, it translated like, okay, I understand that I am totally like genius at something. I see through that survival level, how people are operating and like, for me, really simple things like, okay, if you just shift that and do a little bit this, like everything will change in your life. And I understood that none of that was held in any importance nobody was talking about it nobody was like showing any signs that they know about it but in my mind it translated that well it's not important in this world this what i know and this what i hold as my most like exciting knowing and and gift if you will mm. So what? That's not actually that's not actually a gift. It's just not important in this world. Mm. So can you give um, some examples then of your own life experiences where you felt like you know you were in that survival mode and and what specific things you did or said to yourself or practices that you put in place that changed that survival mode into stepping into your power or getting into your power. Sure. Um, when I started my own business, I, as a good student, decided to learn everything there was to learn about coaching and how to do it, this business and how to do it online. What is important, like I went head over heels from the not knowing like, and I, I was in a state of like something needs to shift because I'm good at something and it doesn't translate. So I was in a place of like, I don't know. This was my very unique survival um, language, if you will. Mm. Like I was telling myself that I don't know what it is, what I'm supposed to do. Like, I just don't know. Like it's impossible for me to know, basically. I knew everywhere else in my life, like every, everything else was working based on this level of power I was creating everything from. In my business, what I was here to do, I decided that this needed to be done differently somehow. And of course, I ended up into in a loop of like, I don't know. Like I kept myself in a, in a really disempowered state of I just can't move. I need to learn more and need to need to be more and need to educate myself more. So I learned and I educated and and none of it actually cut me closer to knowing because I had decided that I don't know. Yeah, and, and you then. Yeah. I suppose subconsciously that don't know repetition was running like a, 
you know, music tape through your head without even realizing how it, that was disempowering you. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was a like rap song in my head all the time. Like I was just convinced that this became, and over time it became my only viewpoint to it. Like I, because early on, as I shared, I had decided that this wasn't um, for this world, like what I knew. So it was way back, put away on a shelf in myself. Like, it's not important what I know. I have to find something that is, yeah, that is accepted as something important to do, basically. So I was on the search of that. And that was my biggest, biggest way of, had to come, be, be able to come over it, to, to get back into my power, to actually know what I know and actually create what I know and and bring my own thing into this world because that was most important to me like of all things that was my i was like i have to i have to be able to do that otherwise i don't know how this life is going to going to be for me basically and so so how long do you think you struggled with um you know, this mindset around, I don't know, and no matter what you were doing towards, you know, addressing that by getting more educated and what have you to, to, to feel like you was more enough. Uh, you know, was there sort of a, a life ball moment where you thought, actually, you know what, <laughs> I do know. And, I, you know, I've been using this disempowering don't know chant um, uh, and it's been impacting my life and, and keeping me stuck. Oh, it was, it was for a while. It was for some years because it became more and more active. Like it maybe started like, like a slower and more quieter voice. But then at one point it was like really, really active, actively there. And I was like so aware of it. So, yeah, and I, I entered into, into coaching world. And head over heels, learning all the things, and that was when the journey of um, getting back into my power kind of started. In terms of all those steps, were obviously necessary for me to take, and I did them back, like moving forward, and then like kind of reversing it. This was the beginning me getting back into my power by learning all the rules that were and then letting go of all the rules that were <laughs> to, <laughs> to pay <laughs> because that's what we are so afraid of right we mm-hmm. we can rely on the rules we can rely on and um, everything else be, everybody else and everything else being like in some kind of like labeled boxes like this is this and this is that but what is missing is our own ability to peel back all those layers and come to our own power and be really truthful about what is already inside of me because that's what i see is the biggest glitch where people can't come into their power they don't trust that if they show up as who they truly are, 
they it will be okay. <laughs> they will actually survive it. <laughs> like they will actually be okay if they come for out of their like hiding and from their like survival and they they become who they truly are. I think some people, you know, and, and I, I say some people, I would say actually it's probably the majority of people actually are so unaware of their true magnificence and how powerful they truly are. And that is a scary thing for most people, isn't it? It is, totally. Um, because it's the scariest thing there is. Like we, we believe that if we do something out of out of ordinary like if we make a step that is we don't know how other people will take it it actually triggers the very like primal fears in us mm. it triggers the fear of actual survival that's why i call it the survival how to get out of your survival so that those fears don't decide for you yeah, because our primal fears, such as, you know, like the fight, flight, freeze, um, you know, if, if, if there's any perceived dangers, you know, we're, we're probably, you know, okay and, and useful when we was in the Stone Age times. But, you know, now, although it's still ingrained in us, we, those fears are still, you know, in our DNA, aren't they? And they can be triggered by other things these days other than, you know, the, the threat or the danger of um, a fierce animal, for example. Yeah, and they are, they are triggered by our own, basically our own thought process. And, and we have, it's, it's not even the actual, actual threat that is in your space or in near you anywhere near you but we have created those um, scenarios of threat in our head and mm. that's like i call it the survival pit where we fall into when something is triggering us we we get into that down spiral of the thought pattern that we have very carefully created for ourselves in in terms of to protect ourselves on a certain way, which doesn't actually allow us to create all those crazy and cool things that we want in your life, like, like the amazing partnership and amazing business and, and like super health and, and all those experiences that you kind of know you would want, but you don't know, something is just holding you back. Yeah. Every, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there was a bit of overlap there. Um, I think for me, you know, what, what comes through quite clearly from a lot of the clients I speak to is that they uh, quite often conjure up these threats, like you say, and those threats aren't necessarily real or even existent in their lives. They're just conjuring up in, it, in their imagination. <laughs> That's enough to keep them stuck. Yeah, yeah, this is exactly how it is. And and understanding those is the first step understanding that there is a like a very unique way how you spiral down into your survival pit like this is a one thought and then there's another thought and and when you have ability to start to understand that oh all those thoughts actually are totally without power they are totally disempowered like they don't create 
what I say with my conscious mind that I want to. But I'm still every time spiraling down into that and I repeat it and I repeat it and I repeat it. Of course, this is what will create my life mm. because there's always one of those two present and one of those two is a place you are deciding and making your decisions and choices. It's a survival or it's a level of power. And, you know, one is a, from a place of fear, isn't it? And the other is from a place of connecting to your heart and a place of love, isn't it? And that intuitive side of yourself. Yeah, yeah. And intuition, when you touch that, is something that is actually our most natural operating system. But even, even right now, is, intuition is a very popular word in, in certain circles. And yet I see that people still underuse it and even misuse it, mm. what intuition is. Because it's meant to be our main operating system and all of our most important all of our decisions can come from that if we learn to use that so what would you say um to people who asked you the question how do i get in touch with my intuition what do i need to do and what do i need to be aware of to feel as though i'm actually operating from that space I would, I would say to them, and I am saying that to them, <laughs> that mm. um, you have to understand what creates what. Your logical mind is superb, great, and the best for many tasks. It's not meant to be your ultimate decision-making tool. Like your intuition. Your brain, your mind always decides based on the past and is really very reluctant to go into something unknown because that's immediately um, translated as a threat. So you just don't go there. It takes a lot of willpower to actually step into something unknown and into something new and it doesn't matter if it's in your like relationships or or in your business it's it's all the same mm. and your intuition is meant to be the operating system that knows the answers it's always present it's always like streaming most and um, cutting edge if you will and um, answers to you it's always the answers is already prepared and ready for you but we are not conditioned to to know and to listen to it like magical things and i had a lot of issues with the word magic but <laughs> in terms of how it was translated up until now but truly what we think is magic this is what intuition brings into our field this is the level that it's that it's creating like those like oh my god moments mm. like oh my god this is truly happening like 
you don't you have no logical explanations for the things that enter your field and you will be just mind blown but that's our natural state of being this is how we always were meant to be we just forget it for some thousand years <laughs> millennials <laughs> because that was always it's always necessary for some reasons but right now we have different choices we have different abilities we have different capacity to use what is what is now present and and open and available for us so yeah oh intuition <laughs> yeah I, I feel that now is a very good time actually for people to practice connecting with their intuition you know um for those that might be listening uh, in the future when this isn't a problem, uh, at the moment we're in uh, the COVID-19 lockdown of 2020, which is, means that uh, most of us have been self-isolating and housebound for months on end. And, um, you know, I think it is giving that time for people to reflect now and, and get more in touch with their inner self and inner, inner wisdom. Do you feel that, Kira? Yeah, I, I think we have given the time that we can actually, for many people, it's the first time in their lives they can have the moment to be still and actually ask, what do I want? Because what has been presented through that, what seems like a, like a bad situation in many ways, is actually a, a opportunity for many of us to take a time a moment be still and listen for a first time i know many people who have said it's the best time of their life it has been the best couple of months and yes they are fully aware that it isn't a, like a great experience for many people mm. but yet and and we we all acknowledge that and understand that and yet we can take from it what's what what it also brings with it the silver lining if you will and many people actually know right now that something needs to change yes many people in there know that okay i i wanted to create my own business it's enough like i've dreamed about it for many years, many people know that I saw for the first time where my like the weak spots in my relationships are because people are more together, like they have time for the first, first time in forever to be actually like day in and day out with each other mm. and, and work side by side. And, and yes, it, it rises certain level of challenges and it also like offers you the opportunity to face those challenges and understand that we can change something we can we can actually change something here we can we can make it better we can transform that and certainly i think you know a lot of people have fear around change don't, don't they because and they they um i suppose subconsciously keep themselves stuck because what feels comfortable is what they've always done you know what and what feels familiar is is where they've always been and even if that isn't a great relationship or whatever in life 
you know, at least it's familiar, at least it's certain. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's something that, that keeps them stuck because they're afraid that if they do change or try something new, that, um, that, that, that takes them out of the comfort zone. Um, that, that sometimes can feel more scary to them, can't it, than staying stuck even if it's in an environment that isn't great. Yeah. <laughs> many people, for many people, it's, it's the reality. Like, because, as I said before, we have conditioned to, to translate every change as a threat momentarily. Like, it doesn't even get into the level of our conscious mind. It's just this mom momentarily like pushed away as a threat, as a, like a, as a danger, basically. Mm. And, and I think it's, it's more than ever now, like what we just, based on what we just shared and, and this time where we're like this very unique time we are having right now in the, in the entire world is to understand that, that being in your power, no matter what it's related to, because there's one you, <laughs> one you in your life. Everything is, you are the starting point of everything in your life. So you have to be able to say out what you truly want. It oh. takes a lot of courage. Absolutely. And not, not to be afraid of failure or making mistakes because, you know, those mistakes or perceived failures are actually giving, giving you feedback and evidence to, to show you that you're at least trying <laughs> something new and doing something different. And, you know, if you do make a mistake or if you do fail, you just know you need to do something a bit, a bit different next time, don't you? Yeah. And also uh, coming to that and, and not caring if it's like I'm doing air quotes, if it's a success or a failure, because you are discovering a new parts of you that you never stepped into before or, or went revealed or you went living them fully before and also understanding that every time you take a piece of your power back because power is never taken away from you power you always give your power away or we always give our power away and this is our power and only we have the authority over it we decide is it consciously or subconsciously, we decide who gets the piece of it or not. And, and to the degree that we are giving our power away, everything and everyone has power over you, more or less. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a very important um, piece to, to keep in mind or in your, in your field and understand that you decide and you can take your power back at any moment and it doesn't have to take a lifetime no. to pull those pieces back you can decide today and shift that today and change that today wow that that's excellent guidance and, and pieces of wisdom there in that Kiri. So um, thank you so much for sharing that with our audience today. Um, if audience members would like to get in touch with Kiri, what, what would be the best contact information you could share with them? 
Yeah, I'm most active in my Facebook group, so I would love to invite everyone who feels that it calls them into my Facebook group so we can keep the conversations um, happening there. It's called Spiritual Leaders of the New World. So, yeah, that's the most active place to, to, to be and to get contact with me. Brilliant. Oh, spiritual leaders of the new world, I can say that. <laughs> Trying to yes, pronounce your name again might be a bit more tricky. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And of course, as always, we'll make sure Kiri's um, information and any other contact details that you might be interested in uh, connecting with her by will be in our show notes. So thank you once again, Kiri, for your wonderful fabulous insights and discussion today yeah it was my pleasure thank you for inviting me Lynn and on that note as always I'll sign off with true love starts with opening our hearts and until next time goodbye for now thanks for listening to the hearts entwined podcast you can follow Lynn via the Facebook group two hearts entwined or search Lynn Smith inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.